Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. You're in for another Better Than the Movie, in which some booksellers get together with a talented guest to discuss movie adaptations of books. I'm your co-host, Justin Reamer. I'm Alan Trailer. I'm Tyler Austin. And today we are discussing The Thin Man with our very talented guest from FilmIntuition.com and the Watch With Jen podcast, Jen Johans. Yay! (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, it's very exciting. Um, you're you're positively zoom- buzzing. <laughs> We're on fire. Yeah. Well, so you discovered. So the whole reason this came together is because you you're not actually you are in Arizona. Yes, I live in the Phoenix area, Phoenix Scottsdale, and I love to go to LA and visit my friends. And I was just there recently in early October, actually October third, which in the Thin Man novel is when the murder takes place, which is, we did not plan this, <laughs> but uh, uh, my friend Elizabeth Cantwell recommended I check out uh, Skylight Books, and so I did, and I tweeted about it. I actually hit up your crime fiction section because I have a lot of friends who are crime writers. Uh, I didn't tag the bookstore because I never know if that's weird to like tag a store like, hey, I was just there, but you guys found me and invited me on, and I was... Um, just completely thrilled. Thank you. Nice. We were, I was, as a fan of your pod and your writing, I was very thrilled to be like, we, even, even though I wasn't there, I was like, we shared the same space. This is very exciting. (laughs) 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 And so then now it was, and I was like, oh, this is a great, and I was like, hey, Justin, give me the login to the Skylight Books. (laughs) Just give it to (laughs) me Twitter. I need it now (laughs) so I can follow Jen and then, and reply to her. And it worked out great. And it worked, and it's, it was kismet. Look at that. And the login's just books, 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 books. How many times is that? At books.com. Oh, okay. Yes. Very good. Um, Yeah, very easy password, um, which we'll have to change now. But no, um, let's keep it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah. <laughs> it's the fine. secrets. It's fine. Well, the internet's a very nice place, <laughs> so it's fine. Yeah, they, they would never do anything. But yeah, no, that's the thing. Is like for Tyler and myself, the the crime fiction is kind of a pet section. So I think we were doubly mm-hmm. excited that 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 was where you were, and it was like, well, we gotta, we gotta talk a crime story for this. Sure. So, and it also happens to be the holiday season is approaching, and so what, what you put those two together, you got dynamite. It was an huh? obvious yeah. choice to go with the Thin Man. It's like, it's a great yeah. crime mystery holiday yeah. classic. Yeah, we're not gonna go basic and do Die Hard and whatever that book that Die Hard is based the on. Detective. We're gonna go for something <laughs> good. Like Home Alone, yeah. Home Alone, <laughs> <laughs> classic. <Yeah. laughs> We haven't done a novelization yet. Maybe next year we should do like the Home Alone novelization. If we do a novelization, <laughs> we're doing the E.T. novelization because I've read that thing and it is absolutely insane. <laughs> E.T. is in love with the mom. He wants to become the stepdad. I'm not making that up. That's in that book. It's very weird. Okay, I'm going to eBay right after this. Got to find that book. <laughs> Add that to your collection, everyone. Yes. And do, yeah, good, good idea to do it now before this goes live because there will be a run on ET novelizations based on a that bunch recommendation. Of erotic fan fiction is going to like hit the internet. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm your dad now. It's like that. It's what was the, the ET story? The, the My Favorite Murder, like when they tried to do that book club and then all used bookstores ran out of that book. <laughs> 
oh, you know, wow. our reach is about the same as my favorite murder. For so sure. yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyhow, I like to uh, uh, force these guys every episode to sort of think of other titles, books, and movies they like. Um, that are on topic. And so for this, it's Christmas stories, but like offbeat Christmas stories. And since you're our guest, um, Jen, uh, did you have some some offbeat Christmas stories to share? You know, I thought about it. I'm My background is mostly film, of course. Uh, so I went with movies. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, of course. I told you it rips. I told you it rips. You know, that's uh, more Raymond Chandler kind of than Dashiell Hammett, but it sort of fits in with this. As far as like older films, uh, one made in the 30s, that would have been a few years after The Thin Man. There's one called Bachelor Mother, which oh. I love a lot with uh, Ginger Rogers, where she is a woman who works in a department store and on her way on her lunch break, she sees a baby being abandoned at an orphanage or, you know, and, and it's almost going to roll down the steps and she goes and grabs it before, you know, there could be a catastrophe. And they mistakenly assume that she is the mom of this baby. And then, you know, it becomes like a rom-com. It's sort of baby boom before there's baby boom. So that's oh, wow. a lot of fun. That's pretty great. I also <laughs> love the movie Holiday Affair. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Yes. Yeah. Robert Mitchum, his, yeah. Uh, he got arrested for marijuana. You better make a rom-com set around Christmas. <laughs> but it's so good. Yes. Yeah. So that's his energy phase. in that yeah. movie is incredible. Yeah. Or he, it is. Yeah. He's... Because he brings his like Mitchum thing to like lighthearted comedy yes. with a kid, and that child actor is actually I think is like kind of straddles a line between like a little too precocious and like kind of natural, and is really good yeah. in that movie. He's in, it's an incredible child performance. Mm. That's yeah. a great pick. Yeah, I've, I haven't I haven't heard of Bachelor Mother. So no, but it does sound cool. Um, that's awesome. All right, uh, Alan, what what's your thought for offbeat Christmas My story? Favorite. Christmas movie of all time is The Muppet Christmas Carol. Mm. Uh, I do not care what anyone says. That movie is perfect. It's beautiful. Cry like a baby. Um, <laughs> and Black Christmas, because I think that's one of the more disturbing that's a great slasher one. Christmas movies. The, the original? The, or Yeah, of course. What? <laughs> well, there's been two remakes. I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I've only seen the We're first. We're not animals here. We like the original. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. The, the first remake, remake with uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, it's okay, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. the newest one that came out a few years ago because it seems like it was in name only. It seemed like it was oh. a totally different thing, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't check it yeah, out. Yeah, the so. first Black Christmas is fantastic movie. Um, don't want to give a spoiler, but like, it's not not your not your typical slasher movie. Yeah, um, such a great cast. Yeah. yeah, and maybe Scrooge. I love Scrooge as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, with Bill Murray. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you seen the movie P two? Since you love kind of like the hybrid of Christmas and horror. No, what's that one? <gasps> That's a that really the, good one. Is that the gar- uh, the garage movie? Yes. I okay. I do mm-hmm. remember hearing about it, but yeah, I haven't seen it. Okay, I watch it every every Christmas. Yes, oh, man. I love it. Okay, I'll maybe check not that out. on Christmas, but yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> gather around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's just freak out the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, new tradition. Just do it yeah. once a year. It's fine. You switch over from the Yule log channel. And be like, hold on, change yeah. of pace coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's our oh. Hallmark channel in the top. <laughs> There's also that. Um, Another strange one I thought of is uh, a movie, Rare Exports. 
don't know if any of you have seen that. Oh, yeah. That movie is so unbelievably weird. It's like they're like, it's like a, I think it's Norwegian or Finnish. Um, yes. Where they're just like, they're basically shipping enraged, crazed Santa Clauses around the world. And they're just kind of like insane old men. That live in the, <laughs> it's like, I don't really know how to explain it. That's truly what that movie is about. And it's like, I, I, yeah. yeah, great. Adding to the watch list Fantastic. right now. Yeah. You, I, honestly, you should. It's because I can't yeah, describe not, it is not a great sign, but like <laughs> it's still an interesting movie at the very least. It still feels like a potential new holiday tradition. Yes. Uh, oh, so <laughs> mine, this I discovered, I guess it was at the New Bev, maybe like 2017, 2018. And I went to go see The Silent Partner. Because oh, yeah. oh, I love that movie. I, yeah. I don't know if I'm like a charter member, but I'm in the Elliot Gould fan club. Sure, <laughs> you're not a charter. I yeah. sort of. I'm yes. not, I like. Yeah, try I to, feel like the charter members were in the '60s, yeah. '70s, maybe. Yeah. Well, I feel like I might have relaunched a chapter somewhere. You I, just you know, take it so much just, credit over I here. Wanna, okay. I just, personally, I'm I'm trying to. You know, look, it's just me alone. I haven't reached out to anybody. Uh, yeah, <laughs> really, that much is clear. <laughs> it's just me and my fan club. I have some fellow members I can introduce you to, and I'm <laughs> one of them yeah hey, oh for, <laughs> it, it, there's something he is so good and uh and i felt like it was just that you that movie which curtis hansen wrote the of la confidential mm-hmm. and uh and wonder boys uh another great adaptation we should do at some point uh it's unbelievable it's like such a great heist crime christopher Plummer is terrifying oh, uh yeah. he it is an amazing villain performance from him so basically ali gould is like a bank teller who seems to understand like figures out that a robbery is about to happen through some you know shenanigans is able to basically make it that he gets the money when the robbery happens even though the, the robber thinks he gets the money until he gets home and then it becomes this like cat and mouse game but it's all around Christmas Christopher Palmer's disguised as a Santa and yeah I mean like shockingly violent yeah. um, John Candy's first role in oh. it, uh, screen debut uh, who, who's a lot of fun in it uh, and yeah just a great great movie it's now it was on TCM Underground I want to say maybe last Christmas or the Christmas after. R.I.P. And and, uh, a a sad loss um, for the culture. Let's make our own. But but it it should be like in everyone's holiday rotation because it's so much fun. I I was – I love it. Yeah, I love Silent Partner too. Great pick. Um, One thing about that is that it's like a neo-noir where the – the things that befall the hero have nothing to do with him. Like he's not mm-hmm. making any mistakes. It's just that Christopher Plummer is such a conniving psycho that like he just has to keep coming up with new plans. Like, yeah. 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 It's uh it's a and, and again, Gould in the seventies just was built different. Just popping. Yeah. Just a different guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. There were no one like him. Cut above, maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kicked off my season actually talking about the silent partner and Curtis Hansen with Ted Griffin. Oh, who, nice. uh, wrote, yeah. Yeah. I guess, um, Curtis Hansen was kind of a mentor of his. And so I had him on and we celebrated Curtis and we talked about, you know, silent partners. Amazing. Yeah. So oh, I'm so nice. glad you love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, I think Ted Griffin might come back later in this discussion because I, okay. I found a tidbit about a very puzzling portion of this book. That, this is that, news to us, Justin. I know. What is this? Yeah, Ooh, I know. Research, but, deep but research. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but then when you said, I was like, oh, right, I actually Check have off a... Ted Griffin. Yeah, exactly. 
We set it up now and then later yeah. it'll pay off beautifully. Do we need to phone a friend? So real quickly, I I honestly, even though I made this assignment, I completely blanked before <laughs> before we started to record. I was like, I don't remember what nugget I had in mind, mm-hmm. but I'm a part of a bad movie group that watched something this week that wasn't intended as a Christmas pick, but I think works. Was it Silent Night, Deadly Night 2? Because I forgot to mention that. I love that movie as well. <laughs> it was not Garbage Day. God it was damn. not Garbage Day. All right, but, um, um, And it's it's both a book and a movie. It is Whitley Strieber's Communion. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that. Christopher Walken as Whitley Strieber. Who Dancing is, with aliens. Who is abducted by aliens <laughs> on December wow. 26th like 1980 or something like that and it's yeah there's it's just i mean there's a there's a crazy halloween sequence as well you know like meet me in st louis you know you get a few few different holidays in there but but definitely christmas a christmas tree is there when he is abducted by aliens and then rectally probed um Mm -hmm. it's uh it's very walking like that's all i can say is it's uncut pure, unadulterated walk-in to the point where <laughs> I'm sure that he just made up most of his lines. <laughs> like, like even beyond the, like, his... You his, gotta let him cook, man. His <laughs> typical thing that's supposed to be he takes out the punctuation. I think he took out yep. the words as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just pure emoting. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, great. So that's our, that's our, that's our opening. So let's, let's get into it. We're, we're discussing today The Thin Man, a film... Uh, from 1934, directed by W.S. Woody Van Dyke, written by, oh, I'm going to mix up the last names, Francis Goodrich and Albert Hackett. He nails it. Sticks to landing. Based Beautiful. on the novel by Dashiell Hammett. I don't have the publish, publication date on that, but before the movie. <laughs> I, I think mm-hmm. I did read, I think the way that it worked is they bought the rights so fast, they made this movie in two weeks that literally the movie came out like five months after the book. Oh, so yeah, it was I think a, they're both 1934. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a very quick turnaround. Hollywood was different. Was it? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they made a lot more movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I do think it's funny that the opening credits do just have an image of the book as the like behind the credits. Like that was kind of fun. Well, so I looked yeah. this up too. There's a tr- the trailer for the Thin Man, which is awesome. Again, the way the trailers were used to be really cool. It was basically William Powell was on the cover of the book which he is in the beginning of the title credits like he's uh or on the he's on the cover right of the book I of the thin man on the cover of the book oh i thought it was william powell maybe i'm mistaken and i'm confusing the trailer okay. but in the in the trailer he's on the cover of the book he like hops off and then william oh, powell that's fun. who's a detective <laughs> who, who was in a different detective movie earlier that year called the kennel club murder uh, like walks up and that mm-hmm. character goes like, hey, what are you up to? And he's like, hey, I'm playing Nick Charles now. And they're like, oh, that sounds cool. What's that movie called? They're like The Thin Man? And then they just go into clips from The Thin Man. What a wild trailer. It's really wow. kind of, it's pretty awesome actually. Okay. So I would highly recommend checking that out. Sure. Uh, That's excellent. Yeah. 
So, Jen, what is your history with The Thin Man? Obviously, it's also a series of films, but what, what's what's your history with The Thin Man? Uh, first of all, I have seen the trailer, and I love that. I think he was uh, Philo Vance yes. for a few years before that. Yeah, William Powell. So it's kind of like, no, guys, I'm not playing him this time. I'm somebody else. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a new which guy. Which I think is really funny. <laughs> yes. Uh, my history with The Thin Man, I don't remember the first time I saw it, but I re- always loved it. Um, you know, I, I enjoy watching all these movies. I probably saw them on TCM, I'm going to guess in the nineties and just kind of went from there. I'm a huge fan of Myrna Loy. William Powell is great. I think they're such a good team together. Um, you know, Roger Ebert has one of my favorite quotes about William Powell, which is like, William Powell is to dialogue like Fred Astaire is to dance because it doesn't really matter what he says. Uh, and, you know, this is one of those movies you're like, you know, how do you follow it? Or it, it kind of goes <laughs> a little crazy. Like even William Powell at the end was having so much trouble trying to figure out like, you know, because it's one take Woody. Like, how do we shoot this? And, you know, oh, great print. And he had to spit out this really complicated thing at the dinner table and um, it doesn't really matter, like, you know, gun to your head in a week. Am I going to be able to sum this up? Yeah. I don't know. But I had the best time. Yeah. So I've always enjoyed it. Nice. Actually, that's a good segue because Tyler is typically our synopsis person. So do your best to. And, and oh. I guess I don't know. Do you want to do the movie or the book or how do you how do you want to tackle this? Uh well, I mean, at a certain point, it just doesn't matter, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. so yeah. As, as, as has been laid out, it yeah. really, yeah. Also, we've never planned ahead, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go Why for it. Why start now? Uh, well, let me limber up, because there's a lot of movement in this bad boy. Well, the, I, the, the, the general, in the generalist sense, the premise is Nick Charles uh, and his wife, Nora, are visiting New York for the holidays. Uh, they're in from San Francisco. She's recently come into a lot of money because her father's passed away. And he used to be a like private detective, a, a seemingly well-known, if not possibly famous detective. Yeah. Uh, who's Certainly retired. infamous. Infam- an infamous detective. Mm-hmm. Famous in the right circles. Yes. Uh, they come into town. He gets mixed up with the daughter of an old client uh, looking for her father. And, um, and mystery ensues. Yeah. Uh, and I think one of the things, like, is, you know, the, the father is, is gone, is, you know, hasn't been seen in three months, but he's sending letters from places, you know, and really it's like a comedy. I think the book specifically is this comedy of manners where you're, like, falling into this family that's, like, supposed to be, like, upper crust, upper crusty, like, you know, and, and you would, from the outside, you'd be like, oh, they, they live in Europe and oh, all these great things. But then <laughs> they just hate each other and yeah. they're all crazy yeah. and insane people. And so he's constantly sort of bouncing off of them. Uh, and him and his wife drink yeah. a lot. And at the end, he solves a murder. Solves a murder he never wanted to solve. solve. Yeah, he's true. that's true. He never gets invested, which is kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. He's just always like, against my will, yeah. I'll think of something to figure this bad boy out. Uh, and I guess the ultimate twist, which we can sort of just get into quickly, is that essentially the guy, the thin man, the titular thin man who continues to be the the title for the next five sequels of this movie is another Thin Man, uh, the Thin Man song, and on and on. Some more uh, Thin Man. In the, the Summer of Thin Man, exactly. Uh, he uh, he is the is the scientist who's missing, the father of Dorothy, who's sort of the one who brings uh, Nick into the case. It turns out that essentially he was. It turns out he was the victim the whole time. He was murdered first, and that his 
dastardly lawyer has been uh, like using him to, you know, been, has been like a power of attorney yeah. and has been using that mm-hmm. to like get at his money. And then he starts killing people to cover up his own crime. And then yeah. that's sort of when it all comes to a head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was amazing. Damn. I had a friend ask me last week, who's like, I've never read it or seen it. And, you know, can you sum it up? And I think my sentence was, well, there's this guy and he's a detective and he's looking for the thin man. And, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's still yeah. accurate. I should have just said that. That's pretty good, actually. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, he has a few drinks, a few parties. And yeah. he, yes, I mean, certainly. And then, to get into the meat and bone. A, and the a meat fun, of it, fluffy dog. Oh. Yes, they, which oh, was amazing. Asta, Asta yeah. from the jump in the book, I was it, when they when he's in the first chapter or I guess the second chapter, the dog shows up, and I was just like, "Yes, there's a dog in both of these. This is exciting." I was having seen the movies first. I was shocked that Asta was a girl in the book. Because famously mm-hmm. in the later movies, there's Asta and Mrs. Asta, and they ha- have a doggy family. Whoa. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that also one Dalmatian did, huh? thing, basically. Like, there's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, that also yeah. feels like <laughs> such a classic Hollywood thing to add in. And like, oh, we got this cute dog. Put a cute dog in the detective movie. And it's like, no, no, Dashiell Hammond wrote that. <laughs> he yeah. wanted yes. a cute dog. <laughs> I think we all do, deep down. Of course. Mm-hmm. Who, who is Skippy? Of course, Asta is portrayed by Skippy, the dog. Yes. Who goes on to have... The most tw- famous. Do- I mean, 28 credits. Yeah. Goes on into The Awful Truth, mm-hmm. where he plays mm-hmm. Mr. Smith. Mm-hmm. In- fucking incredible in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> he is crushing yeah. it in that movie. Sure. He's so good in that movie. I love that dog. He's yeah. so <laughs> funny. And he's also in Bringing a Baby, a, a Cary Grant reunion. Mm-hmm. He wanted to come back. He will to work with him again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and is amazing. I mean, truly, Smitty, Smitty in Awful Truth. I cannot oversell how good he is. Skippy. Skippy. Mm-hmm. I was you like, were, Smitty. Well, Smitty was also oh, okay, his. Okay, he okay, got his. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it but was yes, the character. Okay. He was, was yeah. and he embodies the character. Smith? Sure, yeah. Mr. Smith, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, great movies, great actor. Yeah, one of our greats. Yeah, one of our greats. There's <laughs> <laughs> no Spuds McKenzie though. <laughs> and actually, the the thing that's interesting is that in the movie, they actually give him something to do. Like, like Ast is the mm-hmm. one that discovers where the Thin Man is. As opposed to yes, mm-hmm. as opposed to basically, asked is sidelined very quickly in the yeah. novel. I was shocked. Should have got credit, man. <laughs> you know, this. You know, I do think the the movie adapts uh, is adapted. It, it it sort of it sort of um, uh, gets rid of a lot of things. It gets rid probably, of a lot of questions I had reading, which is I think is totally <laughs> fine. Yeah. There's things that you don't need yeah. to think about from the book to the movie. Let's just make this thing lean and mean. I mean, moving fast. Mm-hmm. Sure. Specifically, Nick doesn't have to explain that he's Greek. Yeah. He can just be Charles without it having been shortened. Yeah. And we don't have to reference that he's Greek a million times. A million times. Yeah. You know, it's the perfect encapsulization of my friend Jordan Harper, who's a crime writer. He has this phrase, he uses a tight 90 for, you know, perfect running time of a movie is 90 minutes. And this is 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. And it's perfect. Yep. Yeah. Oh, just a little gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah. it just keeps moving. Could have used a little more cannibalism. <laughs> a little more. Uh, yeah, we're just, missing that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so yeah. a little so, more morphine so was, in it. That was my, all right, that was my more Ted heroin. More heroin. Book. Let's just yeah. go wild. Yeah. <laughs> that that was my Ted Griffin thing. So so in the book, 
the, there's a whole thing where where Dorothy, who's the the young woman who comes to Nick and is like, find my father. She has a weird criminology obsessed brother named Gilbert. Yeah. Also, clearly has some. Oedipal issues or whatever. No, uh, he's, he says explicitly he does not. He's well, got he it under does, control. but it's very little. <laughs> yes, that's right. It's very little. <laughs> and and at one point he basically is like, uh, Nick, please uh, give Tell me, me s- some crime. <laughs> yeah, and he, he gives him this book called Celebrated Criminal Cases of the United States, something like that. An actual book, because I, I, was, I was so befuddled by this, because there's literally four pages of a recounting of the Alfred Packer cannibalism case. I didn't find out really why uh, Hammett put it in. Like, it, it's not his writing. It's straight from the book. Um, mm-hmm. He was just so moved by but it, I guess. He, he also know? apparently references this same book in The Maltese Falcon, mm-hmm. which I didn't remember. It's been a long time since I've read that book. Um, so clearly a fan. Yeah. But but I had a theory so this is twofold. I had mm-hmm. we're getting to the Griffin. I swear we're getting to the Griffin. I trust I you. Swear. I'm take yeah. us where you got to go. Trust falls, man. But I'm my fine. theory is, in the description of the case, there's a like Alfred Packer talks about. He cooks up this story mm. of like what happened to the other five guys he was with, and he was like, oh, we all decided to start eating that guy, and then this guy got <laughs> bashed in the head, mm-hmm. and then and then later you find out that he just killed them all himself, yeah. and they're all just lying. Five side by side and like, and he was like, "Let's eat yeah. <laughs> their chest meat." Take <laughs> time to start serving like, them, nibbled up. So yeah. I was thinking that it's kind of like this family and the way that they're constantly cooking up these stories and then like stories upon stories, when really the truth is something wholly other. That was the only guess I could make because otherwise I'm like, I don't know why Alfred sure. Packer is is brought. It's a bit of a reach, but for, I see it. Yeah, there's something I there see it. for like yeah. four pages. I my immediate thought, just quickly to mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Uh, you noticed earlier, Jen, that I have a Columbo uh, phone case, and I love yes. like the Rockford Files. I feel like '70s TV does stuff like this all the time, where it's like there's a Rockford Files that ends at the Hoover Dam, and so much of it is just like showing you the Hoover Dam, mm. because it's like people haven't seen the Hoover Dam, sure, and that's the only so justification it's, it's not you padding. need for it's, it. It's yeah, in, it's, it's informative. <laughs> exactly, you're, you're just me. like, yeah. hey, here's okay. this thing you've never seen before. Here's this story. Sure. I'm gonna stop the book cold for five yeah. pages to just lay out this story because you probably yeah. don't know it and it's like I think it's interesting you're going to think it's interesting right. that was all of the entertainment value that was necessary so, to justify so putting it in people haven't book. heard about this crazy cannibalism they're reading this and they're like huh. wait what what's going on and this they're freaking a- out and then it just goes on right back to the story and you're would they like, have questions oh. wouldn't you maybe not put that in the middle of your book <laughs> I think you just go I've I've spun people this yarn and sure. they're going to be glad that it's a in a little here. taste a little taste yeah, yeah. Am I missing? How did that sync up with Griffin? Oh, oh sorry. No, no, no. No, Tyler, as he often does, uh, cut me off. Decided to uh, jump in there <laughs> oh, so, with no. my own theory. So, so part two was like when I, when I was looking up this section, which led to a bunch of blog posts of people being like, what's the deal with the cannibalism? But one of them was... <laughs> That the movie Ravenous, written mm. by Ted Griffin, oh, was directly yeah. inspired movie. by his reading of The Thin Man and, and stumbling upon oh, this this wow. excerpt. Oh, that's great. So, that's really cool. God, that, I love that there movie. There it is. All right. He did it. I was Yay. immediately going, like, Ted Griffin, Terriers, where are we going? Like, Matchstick Also Men, a great show. Like, <laughs> Dashiell Hammett. Like, oh, we could have got there from the dogs. Yeah. On Ravenous. Gotcha. Okay. There were so many ways we could have gone. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yes. yeah. Um, 
Ravenous yeah. Rules. That is a great it movie. Truly, it truly does. <laughs> that soundtrack too, man. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So wait, I, I'm assuming how how long after you saw the movie did you read the book? Or had you read the book first, Jen? I don't remember which was which, but I know I read it in the 90s. I was kind of getting into, I'm more of a Raymond Chandler person, but I mean, mm. I loved uh, The Thin Man. I I know I read a few of his others. I mean, he only wrote a couple novels, yeah. but um, The Thin Man I had. And so when you suggested it, I think it was Tyler suggested it immediately. I like went to my shelves and looked around and I still had it. So I hadn't read it since I was very excited to pick it up again. Yeah. Nice. Cause I, I think Alan, you hadn't seen or read either right no i'm pretty oh okay i'm pretty dumb yeah but but <laughs> sorry oh, you're not dumb you're just no yeah it's fine playing I'm video games it. all it's the fine. time <laughs> um he likes black christmas i'm like yeah exactly. Exactly. don't go. be yeah, down yeah. on yourself yeah, yeah. yeah no i'm just being honest yeah <laughs> sorry continue continue <laughs> oh and uh uh, oh, what was I? Oh, but the two of us, we we saw the movie before we read mm. the book. So everything that's in the book feels like added on because it because, yeah, as you said, the, the movie is so lean and like gets to it. It's a 90 minute Marvel. But what do we think about all these other things like the the, the encounters with Studsy Burke and like all the stuff that's in the book that? Yeah. Yeah. This isn't in the movie. It does kind of feel like the situation we have with Jaws when we're like when the mafia is coming into it and it's like, this is about a shark, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I didn't love it, but I mean, I don't know. I saw them kind of both at the same, I experienced them both at the same time. So I'm kind of more mixed on it than maybe you guys would be. Okay. What about you, Jen? What do you, I thought they talk too much in apartments. I was, I had totally forgotten that we kind of go back and forth from, they're always going into back bedrooms. I mean, they obviously are very secure in their marriage, but he's always like disappearing into a bedroom for a while with uh, whatever woman wants to talk to him. And, uh, you know, then they tell a story, then they tell a story and they go, you know, back and forth. And so I think there were maybe a couple too many chapters where that occurred. Yeah. But overall, I mean, they're both different things. I think I would probably return to the movie, obviously, more often because it's quicker, it's funnier. Um, I love the the banter and the chemistry between the leads. So I'm going to go for that. But, and I think, you know, as far as Hammett fans go, you know, Akira Kurosawa is a huge fan of the film. And Hammett, I mean, he made Yojimbo, which right. is kind of like Red Harvest, but The Thin Man is like a movie that he considered one of his favorites. And so you can kind of see its its impact. And yeah, I don't know. I think they're both valid for sure. Yeah. They excise a, a lot of the plot. And I think that was sort of, I mean, it was by design yeah. that Van Dyke had said to the screenwriting duo uh, Goodrich yes. and that it was just like, just write banter, which yeah. is amazing because they yes. are they are a real life married couple. And, yeah. and and you pointed that the great bit out, uh, Justin, that where it's like it's set up in the book and they actually write like a better punchline for it where it's like, oh, the Sullivan Act. The yeah. Sullivan Act. Oh, don't worry. We're married. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's an invention of the screenwriter. And that's like a, such a great tag to that joke. It's like it, or, or I guess even a, I guess it, it makes it a joke. Right. It's a setup right. without a punchline and yeah. they fill the punchline in but there's just so many mm-hmm. great moments where you see 
they're it, well, well also should we let's take a second to talk about the screenwriting duo because they're incredible uh i mean oh my gosh yes yeah it's like an unbelievable career uh wrote it's a wonderful life uh, oh, right, as yeah, well yeah. which is wild. i wrote the sequel to this uh seven brides for seven brothers father of the bride diary of anne frank diary of anne frank mm-hmm. win yeah. the pulitzer for adapting it to the stage and then do the movie as well like i mean they're yeah. incredible and incredibly prolific and have like you know again like six classics to their to under their belt which is really an amazing kind of i mean yeah i just kind of it's just i was like blown away because i didn't really know too much about them just i've always seen their name in the credits and go like oh yeah but never put them all together i guess is really yeah. the yeah yeah agreed a great team yeah and good at writing banter for a married couple specifically. Yeah, you write what you know. Which also I did see it's what uh, Hammett based Nora on Lillian Hellman, who was like a, oh, play, yeah. a famous playwright and one of his like on again, off again partner who he I would imagine they were drunk a lot and bantered a lot. It seems like the sure. case at the time. I think they were together like 30 years. Oh, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. The book is dedicated to her for Lillian. That, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, she was sort of. That's really cool. As the the Nora, you could I could think that that makes a lot of sense. Also, you look at her life, and yeah, she seems like she was a pretty oh my gosh. prolific and, yeah. and uh, <laughs> hilarious writer. Um, I don't know. There was another moment of adaptation that I was just like really impressed with, where uh, in the book, where it's the guy who's like his wife, or I get his or live-in partner throws a frying pan at his head. Oh yeah, and then she leaves, <laughs> and then he escapes through the bedroom. And I was just, it must have like I just read this, and then like you know just watching it, it like it matched up so perfectly. And it's like, oh, this is such a great cinematic adaptation because in the book, it's like. They go into the bedroom. He's not yeah. there. They go to the bathroom. Oh, it's an open this, window. I had he's the gone. Same thought, right? And it, then, it also makes him seem smarter and seems cooler. Brilliant. He's exactly. like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm letting the boys know to go look for, for him. him. Like yeah. he knows immediately the second he went to the bedroom, <laughs> yeah. he's escaped. And it's like, oh. which you know should be obvious, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me go show you this. Let thing me alone go in that show room with you a window, the proof, <laughs> and then leave the room. Let me get a drink of water. And then he's gone. So yeah, that I think is like a moment where you go, well, that's just brilliant adaptation that's like again you make your car your character smarter you make things a little snappier and faster yeah and it was like man they they were really nailing it yeah i i mean what do you think of the the dorothy character in the book versus the movie because she gets such a such a heftier role but i don't know that it's for the best in the book like i don't know do you have does anybody have any thoughts on dorothy none <laughs> no thoughts whatsoever. <laughs> she, yeah, move she's, on. She's much bigger. I, I do think it is like uh, it's interesting how this adaptation also like it sidesteps a lot of stuff. I think for like social norms, right? To be like she's just not out dating everybody. She's engaged already, but yeah. then they also sidestep a lot of the like uh, parental abuse. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, like certain uh, racial things that come up. Like the movie doesn't really just like speeds past all of that. So it's like. Also, I think kind of helps it stand up in a way where you're like, oh, wait, yeah. It's like it's it's cleaner, but also they're drunks. Like, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Like it's they're challenging, but, they're but in drunks. the right ways. Uh, they, like, again, it's like they, they again, streamlined all the stuff you don't her, need. Her mother's a chiseler, but she's, yeah, she's not beating her dog. She's not beating her up all the time. Yeah, which was, <laughs> I was like, I that was a moment when I was reading the book. I was like, I don't remember that from the movie. I yeah. saw it last year. I don't think that happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and an ex of the, you know, the William Powell character in the yes. book. Yeah. 
That was an interesting, yeah, where it's like, yeah, it's, he's basically implicated with having been with everyone, every woman in the I know. In the he's basically James Bond. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> a reluctant James Bond. <laughs> well, yeah. What yes. did, so where did you land on this, Alan? How did you, having been the only person who hadn't seen or read either of it, were just general impressions? Um, well, I was talking with Justin earlier. We made the mistake of listening to the audio book yeah. so that we could do it while at work and whatnot. And... I, no, no, no offense. He's like apparently a legend of the audiobook world, but like his take on the book was making it so hard to get into it for and, me personally. Oh no. Like and the jokes, I didn't know it was supposed to be funny oh until no. a, a deep way in because I was like, the jokes just aren't landing. And I was like, I think mm. these are jokes. Is this supposed to be funny? And I was just kind of surprised <laughs> by it. Uh, the movie I w- well, worked a lot better, obviously. Well, the, well, the thing that was uh, insane. So last night we were discussing it, uh, and I was like, "We're bad mouthing him." I'm sure he like died of throat cancer. Looked yeah. it up. He he, he died, of throat, died of throat cancer. We felt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> bad. I also specifically said we weren't going to bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what's good. For that just got awkward. Yeah. A tone, Alan. I did nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to live with it. We no, haven't. No. We haven't said his name. Of course, there's yeah. only the like one audiobook version. But. Yeah. But no, I mean, he wasn't like terrible or anything. It's just his his yes, like yes, funny voices were. They just weren't hitting, except for the gangster guy. That's the only one that I thought was kind of. He put some oomph into it. Studsley? But yeah, just like the, the low, like, oh, Studsley this Burke. is my woman voice. I was just like, ah, oh, that's man, true. Come on, dude. That's true. There's um, there's literally a conversation between, is it Nora and Dorothy? Anyhow, two of the women. It's just, it's just it sounded like one person talking. It's like, truly, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for helping. Oh, it, it I'm was, doing my best I can. It was very hard for oh, me to, to know who was who sometimes because it's the same no. voice for so much of it. So, so, yeah, at some point I need to just read the book and have a better time with yeah, my I, own thoughts. I yeah. went back I went back and forth, and definitely every time I was actually, con- like, reading the written word, I was so much happier. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's easier to, in your mind, go, oh, well, this is William Powell and Myrna Loy. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. Put their uh, their flair, their, their dryness on it. Yeah. They're great. Yeah. It's also wild to pro- – he's probably seen that movie before he records this book, right? And he's like – well, I'm going to do something a little different. Yeah, I think you're on this thing. I'm going to spice this up my own yeah, way Yeah, it's going to be my version, baby. Yeah, I don't know. And who Just... directed him, too? Like, who let him go? <laughs> you know what? Those voices are fine. Yeah. Yeah, it felt very self-directed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, also, I think such a huge part of the charm of the film, and you mentioned it earlier, Jen, is the the one-take Woody. Like, he was just so, like, you know, was so into the idea of improvising and making it just quick and snappy yeah. and, like, one, you know, like, people lose their steam after one or two takes. And so, I mean, I think that also just gives it the sort of, like, crackling. Like, it is, it, it feels like, not only is it 90 minutes, but it, and the, the plot is basically just it, it's going by without a theory but every scene well, is the just plot moving. just doesn't matter the plot is is that, immaterial. that was my takeaway like the <laughs> it, plot does not matter yeah, the plot is immaterial but then yeah. it's like every time two people talk you're just like oh this is we are flying by and this yeah. is they're just there's jokes and it's just it a is, joke factory yeah. and it uh and it's incredible <laughs> it kind of remind me of uh, maybe i haven't seen this movie in a long time but rules of the game and like that sort of manicness and like all the people and the especially like the dinner scenes yeah the remind dinner me a lot the party scene yeah that first part Mm-hmm. scene where the guy who's just trying to call home to his mother yeah. the whole time is also such a great yes. <laughs> I gotta call Baba yeah. 
It's amazing. Yeah. Like one of my favorite moments is 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 in that party moment uh, where they're in the kitchen, and she's like, uh, "Hand me that. Is is that my drink?" And then he like is like, "Did you or what was your drink, Rye?" And he just drinks. And he's like, "Yep, that was your drink." Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's a good bit. Yeah. There's also a I t- blew it, but blew it. Yes, it's a good, it's a good <laughs> you know William Powell sticks the landing a little harder. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. and that's the thing too. Like obviously, like with adaptations or any time a movie's made, like there's always a million happy accidents, right? And it's like the whole air rifle thing was just something that was lying around set, and William Powell was like, "Let me try to shoot these ornaments off." As the uh, production design team puts them on the Christmas tree, and then William and then Van Dyke was like, "Shoot it! Yeah, let's. We're, this is going in the movie. Yeah. Magic and is happening. This guy's great." <laughs> yeah, and he was so good to put them together. I mean, they had done Manhattan Melodrama, which was, you know, the last movie Dillinger saw uh, because he was a Myrna Loy fan. But like Myrna Loy really hadn't done comedy. She'd been always the exotic uh, woman in these um, kind of dramas. And so she was excited. They didn't want Powell because he'd been playing Philo Vance. And also there was such an age difference. Uh, between the two but they just you know got along like a house on fire and Van Dyke had been like I said the director of the other film and just knew there was a spark and 14 movies yep that spark exists yeah and we're <laughs> yeah, all and, the better for it um, it does fit the description in the novel though because it does say that he's like over like a little yeah. over 40 and she's supposed to be 26 yeah um, yes but, that's true but that the, that's the thing is in the book her she's almost sort of like the kid detective, like the one who's like, oh, I want to, I want to get into, but yeah. like, obviously Myrna Loy is playing it much more. I'm your equal, like where, yeah. we're a team, mm-hmm. even if you try to sideline me, we're a right. team kind of thing. Except, so except when she gets knocked out. Oh. <laughs> 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 she was in the line of fire, as yeah. he said. I, I mean, yeah. it just seems like an extra step you don't need to take when you're trying to take a gun away from someone. Yeah. I don't know. Call me crazy. Walk your wife. Yeah. You got to distract him first. Yeah. <laughs> At some point, I watched a William Powell movie from like 1930, uh, Street of Chance, where he's like a gambler. But I and it's and it's it's really good. It's only like. I think it's actually literally 80 minutes or 70 minutes. It's really short, but he's a gambler who's trying to always go straight. And I just, it blows my mind because he is one of the guys who did make a transition from like silent to talkies. And uh, like Street of Chance is 1930, so talkies have not been around that long. And he's just already so perfectly his screen presence. And it just Mm kind of blew me away that it's like to think that there's that big of a shift in the medium that you work in and then you're like don't worry got it yeah people can change man <laughs> he just yeah. figured it out immediately it was like put me on camera i know how to deliver lines in this way that's never been done before i'm gonna be the best at it yeah and it's it's like and again he continues on to have an amazing career just being really droll and awesome Even <laughs> myrna loy too like um I, I feel like it's called like topaz or something like there's a film i saw it's like her and john barrymore mm-hmm. Um, it was also remade a few times, like uh, Peter Sellers did a version of it. John Barrymore is like a fussy professor, and she's the lady. But like, like that's all I remember about that movie is like how good Myrna Loy was. Like, like it, it's like it's just two bottles of lightning that were were merged together into a two liter bottle of lightning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, beautiful metaphor. <laughs> it, it's not mixed. You nailed it. Pure. It's never been done before, but yes, it is. It was it. A two liter bottle of lightning. I like it. <laughs> Don't let the Mountain Dew people hear about that, though. <laughs> They're going to steal that one from you. <laughs> 
We, I mean, this might exclude you a little it's bit, fine. bit, but um, like, what do you feel about the sequels? Like, like the rest of the Thin Man movie series. Like, what what are your? Do you have any particular faves or, or any that you're like, well, oh, that's actually kind of a stinker or? You know, I didn't revisit them um, for this, and it's been a while since I've seen them. But I, I enjoy them. I will watch uh, the sequels if I happen to, you know, be changing channels. I think the first few were pretty good. Yeah, um, they're all kind of entertaining. But, but yeah, it's the first few. That's that's fair. Like I, I, I kind of sprung that, but mm-hmm. I just had the thought because, because I think that's kind of the rep of the series is that. They're all good. Like none of them are really bad, but definitely like mm-hmm. probably before they have a kid, like it's there's a little bit more yeah, yeah. fizz. And, but you and know. he gets thinner and thinner each time, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Another thin man's really fun. Jimmy, a young Jimmy Stewart. Oh yeah. Or yeah. what is it? And after the thin man? Oh, wait, after? Is it oh, no, after? Wait, then no, another? Wait, an, an, there's another, another thin man after the thin man. I think yeah. after is number two, right? Oh, okay. That yeah, because yeah. that's yes. the one that's New Year's Eve. Yes, that's right. Because yeah. actually, that was. Does it move later and later in the year? <laughs> Which each <laughs> one? <laughs> and they're like, it's a St. Patrick's Day murder. <laughs> yeah. but it, it that would actually be perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But We've is. made it to Arbor Day. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah. I don't know if that's how the TV show worked or the radio show, but, you know, we're throwing out pearls. Somebody is going to listen to this and create it. Yeah. The Arbor Day Thin Man. The Arbor Day Thin Man. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's actually going to be us. Do not take this <laughs> from us. This TM is our idea, please. Trademark, trademark. Copyright Skylight Books. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Skylight Books Productions yes. presents. <laughs> A Thin Man uh, advent calendar. Mm-hmm. A thin, well, there's a lot of things we could do. A Thin yeah, Man yeah. to remember. You know, we uh, can go on all day. Exactly. <laughs> the the and they like I think that one or maybe then the next two are both also based on like other Hammett mysteries mm. that they just sort of co opt into. Didn't they reprise the roles for the the radio play? They did. I, Which I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's always kind of fun too. Yeah. yeah. So wait, you said there was a TV series. I wasn't aware of that. When was the TV series? Yeah, it was the late 50s, just two years. Um, I think this was around the time of the blacklist and, you know, the stuff with Hammett. And so they canceled uh, the television show because he actually went to jail for um, not naming names and some of the, the, like, the whole history of Hammett is really interesting. But I was going to ask you guys, have you seen the movies in the late 30s? There were a lot of movies that kind of cropped up after this called, it started with Fast Company, and then there was Fast and Loose, I think Fast and Furious, no, not Vin Diesel, but like the (laughs) 1930s era. And it was um, a couple, I want to say they either worked in a bookstore or a bookstore was um, sent it was centered around, and they were really good. Did you guys see those? It was another married no. couple. Oh, you you've just like turned a, a a light bulb above all three of our heads. <laughs> I think that this okay. sounds excellent. <laughs> no, I knew about all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, of course. I just hadn't seen the Thin Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent. No, so yeah. so fast. I'll I'll look for it. The Fast Company series potentially. Or yes. I think the second one was my favorite, but yeah, I think they might have had different castmates um, in each one playing the couple, but but they're really fun. Yeah, I do like a good knockoff series. Yes, <laughs> truly. I'm great. like yeah. the audience for that kind of stuff. You, yeah, you are the world's biggest Transmorphers fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
You're on that mountain. You're waiting for the tide to turn on Transformers. Yeah. Uh, God, I wish they would let me write a movie. Oh, <laughs> God, I wish they would. Yeah, they actually banned you from downloading Final Draft. That's what They'll I heard. They'll lift it. They'll lift it one day. <laughs> it was court ordered. I don't know. You've just been writing it in text edit. Just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a notes app. Chiseling it in stone for future generations. Someone comes, uh, knocks the phone out of your hand. <laughs> Bang. Uh, I mean, also, I feel like just, again, the chemistry of Loy, of, uh, yeah, of Myrna Loy and Powell, we should mention the, the most famous thing about that is that basically, like, if they ever travel together, they that they had to specifically yeah. be like, no, 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 separate rooms. We're not married in real life, mm. yes. which is incredible. <laughs> they, they just, just had friends. that married couple. Just couple, friends. Just, we're clearly, we're just friends. Um, all right. Any last thoughts before we kind of do our round of, of rating the movies? And I the had books? a random thought that's kind of unrelated to just about everything. That's okay. what this but, is for. Uh, the Alfred Packer stuff. Uh, all, the thing I thought of the most was Cannibal the Musical, the Trey Parker oh, yeah. and Matt Stone movie, in which I've had songs stuck in my head for over 15 <laughs> years. But that's all. You should check that movie out if, you, if you're if you fascinated by cannibalism. Go, I, go see I, that one. I will, I will say literally while that that section was playing out, I was like... Skies blue, all the grass is green. Yeah, I know. That song, Yeah. Um, good. I'm glad that we're warped in the same way. Of course. <laughs> you are home. Um, any other parting thoughts before we get to reading? No, I mean, I, I just again, quickly, uh, they, now that you've brought up the Packer thing again, uh, mm-hmm. the, You're they welcome. do a good job of, I think, toning down Gilbert's weirdness in the movie, but also... I see. I wanted them to... You want him to get a little weirder? Yes. I thought the scene where he's like... Because he's just basically a handsome dude in glasses. Like, make him a freak. I feel like the way he's looking at the cop, (laughs) the way the cop is interrogating is actually such a great thing. Oh, that was pretty good. Where the cop just keeps being like, Jesus, why are you so close to me? (laughs) Get away from me. I was like, that's really funny. That's such a good bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a movie full of good bits. Cool. All right, so we'll do our first round. I think the answer to all of this will be pretty obvious, but this is how we got our show set up. So first round is, uh, did we like the movie or the book? The book. Okay. Our first round is, did we like the book? Jen, did you like the book? Yes, I I love the book. Yes. Cool. Tyler. Book's a lot of fun. Yes, I like the book. Alan. I don't know. I didn't experience the book. (laughs) One day I'll be able to tell you. It's sort of an if NA, I like as it were. <laughs> yeah. I like the story of it, I guess. <laughs> I haven't read the book, so we'll see. Someday. <laughs> Question <Hanger. mark>. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess I would just say, like, I know obviously we're saying it's it's inconsequential of a mystery, but it's like a decent mystery. Like, it's, yeah. it's a good twist. It's like, it, for as far as, like, crime writing goes, you're like, oh, all right. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I do. Oh, my other parting thought was I love how ran, how fast it is in the movie where it's just like, and it's him, and he pulls out the gun, and he's like, bang, and then it's like, okay, we're done, moving on. <laughs> yeah, that is a big, a, another adaptation thing that I was like, that's kind of, again, shit, also dude. smart yeah. to, to be like, <laughs> what happened there? We're going to do this whole bit where it's like the cops or the waiters, yeah. and it's all the suspects are here, as opposed to like his big summation in the book is just like him going to Nora, like, all right, so this is what happened. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that her being true. mad at him for knowing and not telling her during the dinner scene is also pretty good. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah it is fun that they they did like a drawing room 
drawing room uh, yeah. like, reveal. Like gathering of the suspects. Yes. Inconsequential. <laughs> kind of insane choice. I, lo- I kind of loved it. And the guy's yeah. like, I got a gun. Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, you didn't pad him? <laughs> I guess because he's... Yeah. These waiters aren't going to pad people to hell. Yeah. These cop waiters. Right. Well, that's another great line, too, is the uh, uh, waiter, could you serve the nuts? I mean, yeah. could you serve the guests <laughs> the nuts? And you're like, ugh. Yeah. But also, like, the, so the cops... Okay, sorry. Sorry to keep derailing. <laughs> so the cops are the waiters as well, but they're also being brought in by cops like yes. what is this extra layer of like we're not cops like is it why why do we need that you know look it's all about the artifice but it's fun it's fun <laughs> yeah did, um, you, did you like it justin so, <laughs> so what I, this is what I, I wanted to say so i had seen the movie first i knew that macaulay was did it yeah and i actually mm-hmm. found that having that knowledge made reading the book quite satisfying because I could watch all these prolonged scenes with Macaulay and know that it's him like trying to like get people off his scent and stuff like Mm. and I think in that way like Hammett's writing of the the killer trying to like not allow like is very satisfying so I I definitely Mm -hmm. enjoyed the book as far as Hammett goes I like I like something like Red Harvest better but yeah but uh, yeah, very very enjoyable read. All right, second round. Did you like the movie, Jen? I love the movie. Yes. Yeah, it's the whole reason you're here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> love the movie. Watch it every year. It's a it's a classic for a reason. Yeah, I liked it quite a bit. And yes, big fan of the movie. It's the whole reason we did this. Yeah. All right. Now comes the tough part. Which is better? I'm gonna go with film in this case. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think this has been all us laying out the evidence mm-hmm. as to why the film is better. Yeah, <laughs> twist ending. Yeah. The film is yeah. still better. <laughs> and we, even with your your uh... again, I only watched the movie. I haven't read the book, so uh, obviously the film is better. The film is better uh, than the non-experience you had. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the me like bouncing off of the audiobook so hard, being like, oh, gosh, this is going to be rough. They're going to hate me for not liking this. And then thankfully I saw the movie and enjoyed it. So Yeah. But yeah, the movie's great. Agreed. I uh, could have used more morphine, though, but yes. Is more morphine? Yeah. Well, cocaine makes the brain sharper. <laughs> yes. I, no, he's like, I think. That's what I, I read. I think, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't confirm that specifically. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You know, yeah, I needed more of his experimentations with vices to, to see what happens. And I'm like, man, what a slippery slope you're on, my friend. They they do a really good job of hinting at all that stuff in the in the movie of like his underworld connections, whereas in the book it's a little mm-hmm. more spelled out that he's yeah. like... Uh, He's dipped his toe in uh, to that side of the street, maybe, you know, just to know who they are. You know, he's kind of a grown up version of that kid from Death in Venice. <laughs> right, he's uh-huh. like a he's Did like you, a freakier. Not, older not version. Death in Venice, Haunting in sorry, Venice. Sorry, yes, yes, Haunting in Venice. Did you see the film of Haunting in Venice? The Poirot, uh, Brana, Kenneth Branagh. Oh yes, yeah, I watched that at Halloween. That was well done. Did yeah. you do you remember the the little kid who's like like it's goodbye, the, Papa? It's the same character as far as I'm concerned. Sociopath vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you, oh, he grows up to be Gilbert, you think? Yes. Yeah, okay. I think he changes his name, <laughs> moves yes. away and becomes Gilbert. And That's convinces good. a family that he's their son. Yes, I think it's fine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's oh, another I, script you have to yeah. write. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get this guy final draft. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't look. <laughs> that well, is also this, Six Degrees in Separation, where Will Smith oh, convinces right. everyone he's Sidney Poitier's <laughs> son. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Look, we're going to talk to the judge. We're going to get your final draft back. <laughs> Thank you, please. I got so many ideas. We can. I think we can finally formal, file an appeal for you. 
Um, uh, I, I was going to say also far afield, but I don't, has anyone ever seen Murder by Death? Yes, with, Peter uh, Falk. Yep. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Jen. Uh, <laughs> good movie, a lot of fun. But I love the title. It's real. It's basically like a he gathering. Was my phone screensaver? Should I admit that for a while? And it was weird when people would like walk by and see me with like Peter Falk on my phone. Yes. Yes, he's so good in it. Oh, I he's mean, good I, in everything. Come on. People, yes, and people see the back of my yeah. phone, and they're always like, "Columbo, why do you we watch Columbo?" I'm like, yeah. Have you right, seen it? Right, yeah, but also, he, have you met? Tyler, of course, he's, <laughs> he's got Columbo on his phone. Yeah, these are the things I'm known for. Uh, but yeah, it's a fun movie where it's like also like a locked room mystery, but it's like a bunch of famous detectives, including I wonder if it's like Derek and Dora Charleston or something is their version yeah. with Maggie Smith. Truman Capote. Isn't yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird, but but it's entertaining. It's yeah. kind of fun, but it's a, I was like, yeah. uh, oh yeah, they they've really. Uh, they bring they like their their uh, tale reaches all the way to like the seventies and they're like we're gonna have this drunk couple uh, show yeah. up at our at our murder mystery reunion party basically yeah mm-hmm. so also are they they're like definitely alcoholics right we we've, we've sidestepped yeah. it long enough oh yeah for sure no they're just having fun they're yeah, having they're, a good time yeah, they're, they're having lovable a great time lushes lovable lushes yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> And um, yeah, so uh, yeah, love the movie. Anyhow, um, <laughs> so, glad, so glad we got there. Um, Jen, what would you like to plug as we're heading out of the program? Well, people can check out my podcast, Watch with Jen, um, on wherever they get their podcasts, and check me out on Twitter at Film Intuition. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for coming. And uh, we're not sure my what pleasure. we're doing next in the new year but uh you know come back to the skylight books podcast we're gonna have something well it's fun. gonna be my pick oh yeah, oh, yeah. it's alan has Ooh. a january birthday it, it might it might be nightbreed maybe oh. that's one of my possibilities oh um but yeah so come back in january for uh alan's birthday pick something and truly insane will yeah. happen <laughs> yeah i'm that's, gonna make you watch something that's really the alan crazy guarantee <laughs> and most importantly have a lovely holiday season if you want to buy some books from skylightbooks.com i won't stop you none of us will heck even come down to the store 1818 north vermont avenue so natural yeah Thank didn't you. feel didn't feel mm-hmm. crowbarred in at yeah. all or 1814 north vermont the arts also, annex where you'll find natural. a bunch of film books He's not wrong. Um, You're all welcome. I'm hoping to get back to L.A. soon. So who do I ask for? All of you guys when I go next Oh, yeah. We'll we'll hook you up. Oh, for sure. (laughs) All right. uh, Thanks. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Skylight Books podcast series. We hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to check out the book featured in this episode or others, please visit skylightbooks.com. If you're in the Los Angeles area, stop by for one of our live in-person author events. You can find a calendar on our website. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. It really helps us out. Our music is by Duck the Piano Wire. Till next time. <laughs>